Health Naturally now, and Dennis Stewart is with us today. We're going to talk about peppermint tea, but first of all, of course, we're taking your calls, 49216216. And uh, Deborah's rung in from Caves Beach, and uh, you want to know about a cream that Dennis was talking about to do with hemorrhoids, Deborah. Well, uh, actually, it, it was a, to do with rashes, but I was just wondering, um, could you use it in that area? Um, Look, with reference to hemorrhoids, or what people frequently refer to as piles, um, I was probably last week talking generally about um, the GA creams, um, which might be useful to a degree, depending upon uh, what the hemorrhoidal situation is. If the hemorrhoids are are distended or protruding, um, you're much better off thinking about using uh, a very, very well uh, used and highly regarded uh, preparation uh, based on witch hazel. There oh, is, right. There, there is an ointment or a cream yes. that, that even occurs in some of the older editions of the British uh, Pharmaceutical Codex and other literature, um, which talks about the uh, herb witch hazel with its very, very strong astringent principles being useful to help participate in causing the retraction of the hemorrhoid. So if it's distended, uh, I'd be looking at using um, the witch hazel, which, by the way, um, in causing the the hemorrhoid to to retreat can sometimes lessen a lot of the irritation and even some of the itch. Well, that's the problem, it's the itch. Yes, well, look, uh, uh, and don't overlook the potential there of what we were talking about last week. That was the, the GA cream and particularly the GA complex cream, uh, the, the two being very useful um, creams based on an extract of licorice, but the GA complex being particularly useful where you have itch or what we medically refer to as pruritus as being the dominant symptom. Don't right. overlook that, and it could, in fact, be useful once you've used the uh, the cream or the ointment uh, right. based on witch hazel to cause the retraction. I've right. had some very, very good feedback um, over the years on mm-hmm. this preparation, and it's a shame. That Is it, it the same as the liquid one that you can get, like, you can get one from the chemist? Um, a, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, a, com, a, a compounding pharmacist should be able to make up um, for you very, very competently uh, the preparation known as witch hazel ointment. Oh, right, So okay. um, if I were you, you'd have a compounding pharmacist around where you are. Yes. Um, they would probably use what's called the fluid extract of witch hazel, which is a very uh, much stronger rendition of the herb. Right. Um, you can get things like distilled extract of witch hazel, which is sometimes used even for cosmetic purposes, and indeed it does have some astringent characteristics. But the witch hazel ointment um, tends to be based on a stronger preparation, that is the fluid extract, or in, pa- in fact the powdered uh, herb of, of witch hazel. Great. Thank you very much for that. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you, Deborah. And uh, 49216216 is the number to ring, or if you happen to be listening online, uh, therefore interstate maybe, you put an O2 before that. And that is what Jean did from Melbourne. And you've got a question for Dennis about cholesterol, Jean. Yes, um, yes. Uh, first of all, Dennis, I want to say thank you very much for the a honey ointment. Oh, good, good, good. And uh, my son has been using it, and uh, uh, he said uh, he gets a very big relief. Oh, that's so he good. doesn't complain as much now. I'm pleased, Jean. That's yeah. very nice to hear. 
Thank you very much. You're very yeah, kind. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to ask about the cholesterol mm-hmm. uh, for my husband. Yes. And I've been listening to your um, mm-hmm. program, uh, the episodes on the podcast. Yes. You mentioned about uh, global uh, artichoke. Global artichoke, correct. Yeah. I went to the chemist uh, mm-hmm. to look for it, yes. and I only found a one brand. Um, the Smith brand. Okay. It says like uh, I'm looking. I took a picture. It says it's for bloating and okay. a digestive. Uh, okay. With with the with the the herb globe artichoke. I'm glad you've raised it because um, most people just think of globe artichoke as a vegetable, but in fact the leaves of mm. globe artichoke are the medicinal component. And it has a very, very significant role to play in, in, in many conditions, particularly those that affect the liver. Next to St Mary's thistle, it's probably the most important restorative herb we have for the liver that's been affected by, uh, by a toxin or even in chronic uh, liver conditions. It's a favourite gem used in, in European traditional medicine uh, to support St Mary's thistle. But globe artichoke goes beyond that. Uh, whilst it's very effective in regulating liver function, promoting yeah. better gallbladder function, not many people know that it has a very, very significant and documented reference for its ability to lower mildly elevated cholesterol levels. Oh, and, right. uh, and if you were to go to, to Google, Dr. Google, and, and punch in uh, witch hazel leaves, uh, stroke uh, cholesterol, you will find. Or do you mean globe artichoke? Please? Oh, yeah, globe artichoke. Uh, you, you would uh, you would find that um, that it has a, a remarkable reputation uh, in addressing that uh, very very confidently. In fact, Jean, what yeah. I will do if you if you hang on at yeah. the at the end of the program, I will um, get down to the address that you give the producer some of the information that I have on globe artichoke oh. leaf, and yeah. you can see how confident it is. Uh, and a very effective remedy. By the way, it's very, very bitter, but but it has to be bitter in yeah. order to have the effect that it has, both on liver and gallbladder function, and also in lowering cholesterol. So don't r- right. don't run away. Just give the producer your name and address, sure. and I'll happily happily forward to you uh, to your oh, Melbourne that's address. Great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, also, mm. because in the episode last year, mm. I was listening to um, the episode you talked last year, you also mentioned about a best, best coal photosterols. So are they, Photos- they different things? Okay. Uh, last year I would have been, uh, and even this year, I would yeah. have been talking about substances that are known as phytosterols, and they um, are also popularly used these days to address mildly elevated levels of cholesterol, but through a different mechanism. Okay. Through a different mechanism. And so down, down your way in Melbourne, as well as up here, you would find products on the shelves with various names. Uh, one brand has a very good product called Cholesterol Manager, and it is yeah. based, I suspect, on what are called phytosterols. So okay. I guess what I'm saying is there are multiple ways in which natural medications can help in yeah. lowering mildly elevated cholesterol levels. Yeah. Now, you so note there that I'm I saying mildly. He's not very patient. You know. oh, he, yeah, okay. His cholesterol level is not very high, 5.8. Okay. Initially, it was 5.8. Well, the reason very, the doctor yeah. put him yeah. under uh, the strong medication because oh. he has heart problems. Okay. And the since then, the cholesterol came down. Yes. Then he had another blood test. There was one reading. Um, I forgot what's the name. Mm. It went 
the, the level went up really high. That's prob- it may have had something to do with 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 a, with a liver enzyme. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes using what are called statins. Yeah, it is. I yeah, think it's statins, yeah, which which so can cause I? that. No, no, look, he, uh, no. Anything he does must be done in in conjunction with his caring GP. If he has a history of um, of heart disease, it's understandable yeah. why, why, why the GP reached for a statin. But many GPs, particularly in Melbourne, and by the way, I consider Melbourne to be one of the most exciting places to practice medicine. It's always been my heartland of lecturing, as many, many uh, people in Melbourne know. Uh, get your husband to discuss it with the GP, mm. because if it's only mildly elevated, and you said it was only 5.8, that's a very mild level, the GP may well indeed uh, be happy to use a softer option, giving it a try, if it can bring it down a couple of points. He must do it in conjunction with with his GP. Dawn's rung in from Fern Bay, and you've got something to say on Globe Artichoke, Dawn. I've actually got something to ask. Yes, Dawn. Uh, Mr. Stewart, I came in on the end of the of your conversation with the last caller. Oh, yes, uh, yes. Regarding globe artichoke yes, and yes. the fact that it would, could be efficacious with yeah. um, with cholesterol. Yes. And then you said it was bitter. Very I was bitter. wondering um, in what form do you take it? Okay. Look, Dawn, what I do, in fact, in recent times. I have um, made the preparation in a very, very simple form. I had my manufacturer basically containerize the powder. In other words, um, I purchased the crude uh, leaf and my manufacturer reduced it to a powder and I've containerized it and um, I pass it on to my patients and clients in my room at New Lambton. So it's so it in a capsule, no, is it? No, it's actually in a, in a straight powder. In a, and uh, uh-huh. th- simply what I'm saying to people that, that use it, uh, a teaspoonful of the powder uh, roughly equates to about five grams. Now, the, the, ther- mm-hmm. the therapeutic dose that's, that, that's in the literature that I use talks of it uh, being efficacious when it's used round about a six-gram dose. So a heap teaspoonful would probably get close to a six-gram mm-hmm. dose, keeping in mind here that we're talking about it being used in a very simple form. Whilst it's very bitter, it's not a dangerous drug. So it wouldn't really matter whether you use three grams or five grams. It's, it's just that you need to get round that five to six grams a day equivalent of the herb, and it's easy in a powdered form to do that. Now, having said that, some of my patients and clients over the years have done some very innovative things with some of the powdered preparations that I use, some of which are not very tasty. For instance, I use bitter melon to help manage Mm. type 2. Now, that's very bitter, but what some of my patients and clients have done, they've gone and purchased capsules. And and what they've done is put it in capsules. So with any of these things, you can purchase your capsules, by the way, from your pharmacist. And interestingly, if you get on the net, you can purchase a little encapsulating machine uh, for very, very, very very economically. It's all out there, Dawn. It's all out there. So I know that globe artichoke is bitter, and one of my clients is complaining about it. But look, the possibility of pulling it down, I estimate by about 18 maybe 20%, 
makes it worthwhile an object to look at for what I refer to as moderately elevated cholesterol. Keep in mind, we're not talking here about something that's going to compete with a statin. We're talking about people who's gone to the doctor and the doctor has said, look, you're, you're travelling a little bit too high, you're round about five and a half, six, you've got to watch it here, it's creeping up. Um, that's the oh, point. That's the point <laughs> where globe artichoke is, is perhaps very, very useful and getting the powder... Um, and using it in an encapsulated form, doing it yourself, or working around about a six-gram dose a day, um, uh-huh. I, reckon, I reckon you've got a good chance of, of getting a point or maybe a bit more off your cholesterol level. Oh, uh, see, I'm taking a statin, and they make your legs ache. Yes, now, now, now with, with, hang on, let me say something about that. Um, sometimes, sometimes, depending on what your cholesterol level was, sometimes a natural agent can bring it down sufficiently for your managing doctor to give credibility to what you're doing and and look at perhaps management outside of the statin because what you've said there is very appropriate. More and more and more people I see uh, talk about reacting, particularly muscularly, to the prescribing of statins. Now, I'm not per se against statins. Sometimes statins have to be prescribed. Uh, People with a cardiovascular history, strokes, heart attacks, etc., with familial uh, high levels of cholesterol, look, there's a good case for that. I have a reservation about the way in which, and perhaps I've got a, not tongue-in-cheek, I've got to be cautious what I say here. I have a reservation about the way in which perhaps statins have become uh, the the main line of management when, in fact, in my opinion, some of these softer, credible agents should be given a go because the statin, as you've pointed out, is capable of causing reactions and some more seriously than just pains in the legs. Mm, yeah, it's terrible. I've, I've just had about three months off it and then my yes. blood... My, um cholesterol went up, so I've had to go back on it again. I thought anything rather than that. Well, you can also also discuss with your doctor um, uh, options that he can prescribe. There is a a medication called Ezetrol, which your doctor can prescribe. Um, It's not a statin, and sometimes it's used, again, depending on what the cholesterol level is. I'm not telling any medico what to do. I'm just saying that's sometimes used. But my experience is... My experience is that where you carry out uh, a bit of um, dietary modification, although that has limitations, but a bit of dietary modification moving a little bit in the direction of a vegetarian emphasis, which is where where I've gone with with my Mediterranean emphasis, and using uh, things like the the phytosterols uh, that we've mentioned earlier in preparations in tablet form and reinforcing it with something like the globe artichoke, I'd be surprised if you weren't able to get it down sufficient enough to cause your GP to sort of say, well, look, something's happening. Uh, Sarah has rung that number from Stroud. You've got a question or a comment, Sarah, on statins and blood oxidation. Yes, that's correct. Hello, Sarah. Oh, hello there. Uh, Good afternoon to you. Um, I just wanted to ask you a question about Mm. the the statins and high cholesterol. Mm -hmm. Um, I was diagnosed with high cholesterol, um, and I think I must have had it quite a long time. Um, I'm not, um, I eat healthily, I don't eat a lot of fat, basically, Um, and I wasn't really happy with this uh, diagnosis, and the doctors wanted me to go on to statins, Mm -hmm. so I said, no, thank you. And what I did was, um, I did some research, and I found out that um, with 
high cholesterol, if your blood is oxidised, that's when it can cause problems for for, uh, for you, for your body and your um, heart attacks and things like that. Um, so I had, uh, had to pay privately and I had a blood oxidization test done, which I had to send to Germany, and it came back negative. Mm-hmm. And I take um, distilled MSM every day and mm-hmm. have done for the last three years. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting it down to maybe that, that has not... Um, I mean, I'm in conflict with how I've got high blood cholesterol, and yet I haven't got blood oxidization. What level of cholesterol do you have, Sarah? I think it was up at probably about uh, eight. Okay. Do you do you have a family history of high cholesterol? No, this is it. No, I don't. Not at all. And okay. I don't have any symptoms of high cholesterol. Look, um, cholesterol um, is something can be that can be paradoxical. It doesn't need to run in families. Unfor- mm. Unfortunately, the original enthusiasm we had. Uh, for dietary modification as being the means to resolve high cholesterol, uh, mm-hmm. that has waned a little bit in as much that uh, a lot of it has not given us the results that we that we thought of, although it is fair to say, as I hinted a moment ago, that where you see people moving in the direction of, of a vegetarian emphasis and, yes. and moreover where you see some people going even in a vegan direction, there, uh-huh. there, you genuinely begin to see some uh, cholesterol reduction. Um, now, I'm not suggesting everyone do that. Uh, the fact that that I've moved significantly in that direction in 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 my life is no, nothing to, to to encourage anyone else. But it has helped in as much uh-huh. that my cholesterol travels around about four point six. Um, so I do believe that um, some of the dietary parameters found in mm. vegetarianism and even in some aspects of veganism it might startle some listeners to know that um, I tend to be vegan about two days a week at least and yeah. um, I, I, feel, I feel better for that. I recently had uh, an experience in, in, in Melbourne of well, I was asked to give a lecture on Ayurvedic medicine at a medical conference where uh, in, in the night we went out to one of the remarkable restaurants that Melbourne seems to have and the food was vegan, which reinforced, which reinforced my uh, liking for vegan food. Uh, I mm-hmm. guess what I'm saying is even though the dietary parameters that were mentioned in the context of Western eating didn't give us the results, it is interesting that where you get people moving further, more in a disciplined way, to a vegetarian emphasis with maybe a couple of days a week vegan, there you begin to see a bit of a change, and that would be something that I'd pass on to you. Now, well, it... yes, I quite agree with you, mm. and um, I understand that obviously a lot of it's to do with diet, um, but I was more interested in your um, in your opinion about the blood oxidisation and high cholesterol. Look, it's a theory that I'm not that familiar with, Sarah. Oh, okay. Um, so I prefer not to to comment on it. All that I would uh, are you on a statin presently or not? Oh no, absolutely okay. not. Well, look, no. <laughs> what, what what I suggest you do is follow up on what I said today about using the globe globe choke leaf preparations. I would be very very confident 
that once you read the literature, and you're obviously an intelligent person, once you mm -hmm. read the literature, you'll see that what I'm saying is not just folklore. There's a good literature base to it. And I would encourage you to begin to use globe artichoke leaf as a means of bringing that down a bit. Now, in, in, in conjunction with that and the dietary change you're using, I'll throw in something that I've not mentioned here before. There is a product called red rice yeast extract. Yes. Now, I've looked well, at that. Yes. I have looked at that, but the yeah. problem is it's very processed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> not necessarily. Not necessarily. Depends upon uh, where you get it. But interestingly, with that preparation, the red rice yeast extract, uh, people say, oh, it's, it's got a statin in it. Well, it has. Yeah. It has a very, very, very small amount of statin in it to the extent that some of the literature says the benefit that it gets in reducing cholesterol couldn't be based on the statin content because there just isn't enough in it. So I guess what I'm throwing in here is for those people that, mm -hmm. uh, that need to be on a statin, it would be worthwhile write, uh, reading up on the red rice yeast extract which contains a very, very low level of statin to the, to the extent of almost being insignificant, running it past your prescribing doctor and getting him to monitor you in giving that a go. So I've thrown in two things there to help you. Think about that and think about using also the globe artichoke leaf, which is coming at it from a different perspective, both preparations being accessible and very economical. And thank you for your call, Sarah. We're going now to Boolaroo, where Peter has rung in. And, uh, well, we talked about hemorrhoids and the itchiness mm. a little bit mm. earlier, and mm. that's on your mind too, is it, Peter? Uh, yes, yes, that's what's on my mind. Hi, Dennis, Hello, how Peter. are you? I'm well, Peter, how are you? I'm very good, and I love your show, by oh, the way. Thank you very much, Peter. You have a problem with your hemorrhoids and the itch associated with it. Yes, it's only possible hemorrhoids, but it's the um, the itching that is a, a real problem, and okay. I just caught a little bit of the show about yes. the GA creams yep. or something well, like look, that. What, what, what I will do, um, if you hang on at the end of our discussion and give your, and give your name and address to the producer, I will happily send you free of charge a container of the of the GA cream, and you can oh. try that on the hemorrhoids. Uh, are your hemorrhoids protruding, or, or have they retracted? No, they're not even protruding. They're only a, a possible suspicion. Because... Okay, okay. Because not all um, itching around the anal region comes from hemorrhoids. Um, right. You need to look at other factors. There could be a little bit of candida. There could even be something like parasites. You Have you discussed it with your GP or had it examined by your GP? Yes, I've had a bit of an examination. Okay. I had a couple of small bleeds and yeah. I went and had a colonoscopy oh, okay. and they, had, yeah. they found nothing. Okay. Well, look, I'll certainly uh, happily send you a jar of GA cream to see oh, what you can you. do because an itch around that condition can be quite... Uh, disastrous. I, I'll tell you a little. Yes. I, I treated a chap years ago. I'm not suggesting you do this because the end result wasn't that good. But I had a chap uh, who was a, a, a pilot, and he used to. This is going back 30 years, I suspect. He used to fly um, fighter jets and did a lot of uh, acrobatics and that round the place, training and things like oh, that. And, yes. he, and he came to see me because of an itching anal condition, and I prescribed a tea tree based ointment. Um, well, it got rid of his itch, but when you're 30,000 feet in the air and, and tea tree starts to burn, um, <laughs> it has consequences. So I'm not suggesting you use tea tree-based ointments on it, although it got rid of his itch, but nearly got rid of him as well. Terry, and you've got a question for Dennis. 
I do, certainly do, yes. I'd like to talk to you about uh, a bit embarrassing constipation problem. Yes, Terry. Um, look, I, uh, I think this is a condition that lends itself very well to to a natural medicine approach. Have you suffered this? For, have you suffered it for very long? Well, yes, years and years and years. But then, as I have, I did go to see you in your uh, room at, yes, um, at uh, uh, Alma Street. There, yes, you know, yep, yep. and uh, you did prescribe something for me that w has worked well. It was Good. called um, lower bowel stimulant. stimulant. Correct. Yeah. Right. Now that's worked well. Yes. But recently, I, you know, I had a bout of um, of, uh, uh, of gastric diarrhea. Yes. You know. Yes. And it lasted. I think it was going around at the time, and it yes. lasted. You know, the five yes. days or so. Yes. Uh, but of course, when that left, I was sort of <laughs> well. When it left, the, the opposite occurred. <laughs> Unfortunately, and the and the lower bowel stimulants didn't seem to work. Now, look, I've been taking things for years. I'm an yes. old guy. Yes. Uh, I've been taking things for yes. years and years yes. and years because yes. I don't know what it is, but I, doctors don't seem to have any answers for me. Mm -hmm. But I do take things, of course, beside when it gets to a point like it has. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I take uh, uh, Sienna tablets, Sienna, you know, yes. and, and that sort of thing yes. in conjunction with. The um, the uh, lower bowel stimulant because okay. I have great faith in those yes. things. Yes. But uh, the, but the, 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 after the the diarrhea thing, it, they didn't seem you know they didn't seem to have the they didn't seem to have enough punch <laughs> to okay. to get me going again. Okay. Now mm -hmm. uh, I, I've been thinking about it. I, I, you know it's, it's not much quite frankly used to talking to doctors because they don't really. I don't know whether... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, but anyway, what I've uh, been doing now, mm -hmm. it, or did last night, and, and, it, and it worked, if you know what I mean. Yes, yes. Um, and I took two uh, lower bowel stimulants yes. and two Senna tablets. Mm -hmm. Now, this morning, that has worked. Mm -hmm. Is that advisable to start with? You know, I only ever mm -hmm. took the two, Senna, uh, two, two uh, lower bowel stimulants um, uh, be sure I knocked it up. Well, you, I think on the bottle it says four you can take. Yes. I have, I've taken the four occasionally, which when I have troubles, it doesn't seem to work. The only thing that works is, um, you know, the, the, uh, uh that lower bowel stimulant plus this, what I would regard a, a stronger sort of, whether it is or not, I don't know, a stronger method. Okay. okay, Terry, over look, to Dennis. Look, what I suggest, um, Kerry or Terry, the lower bowel stimulant preparation that you're referring to is a, a well-tried preparation based on very gentle herbs that, um, in fact, I've used myself uh, for a very long period of time and they promote regularity and I've not found any evidence to suggest that they create dependence. But constipation is one of these conditions that um, even with the best of management can sometimes um, re require a change. Now, what I'm going to suggest is that you do a couple of things that might uh, help you get back to where you were and not depend upon high dosages of anything because that's not advisable. A couple of things that I, that I would recommend to you. Um, do what I have recommended on this radio program for years. Begin to use regularly on a daily basis about 30 mils of extra virgin olive oil. Now, it is not castor oil. It works quite differently, and it's in the literature, and I've proven it to be so. It's a useful way of 
addressing constipation from a very safe perspective. Do that as a starting base. Secondarily, regardless of what form of a stimulant you're using, whether it be senna or anything else, you must ensure that you have significant amount of soluble fiber in your diet. Now, whether that be something like psyllium or whether it be slippery on, which I prefer, you must ensure that that is in there. And then with those two things together, I think you'll find that with the lowest dose of the lower bowel stimulant, things will begin to work out again for you. I'm a little bit reluctant to say continue with high doses of of senna because while senna is reliable, uh, one has to be cautious that one doesn't promote a a degree of dependence on it. Try the three things that I have said, the olive oil, soluble fibre and the lower dose of that great little preparation known as lower bowel stimulant. And thank you for your call. And Paddy has rung in from Newcastle East and osteoporosis. Hello, Paddy. Yeah, day, Peter. Um, I did ring you last week. I'm around the six-decade mark, and mm-hmm. I'm reasonably sort of healthy. Mm-hmm. I've got two doggies, and I go for a walk, but mm-hmm. when I get up in the morning, if I have a lie-down in the afternoon, when I get up, it takes me uh, half an hour and an hour to get everything not creaking. Mm-hmm. Now, what diagnosis have you had? Patty? Uh, well, uh, it's osteoporosis, I think. Are you sure you're not confusing it with osteoarthritis? Arthritis, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, there's a big well, difference. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you had osteoporosis, your, your doctor, I'm sure, would have picked that up. But look, yeah. with, with osteoarthritis as a starting base, I suggest to, to, to listeners generally that they try glucosamine-based products and the product that I developed called Glucosaplex is a good rendition of the glucosamine effect. I would start at that. You have to work with it for a while to get any benefit. You're not going to see a quick overnight benefit, but as a starting base for the early stage of osteoarthritis, I always recommend glucosamine, particularly in the Glucosaplex form. But we've talked about osteoarthritis, osteoporosis. We've got uh, Greg on line three. I would love to have Greg on line three, but I can't get through to the phones. Well, we might just say with reference to to Greg on line three that we can't contact. Uh, Greg, ring in next next week and we'll address your question. We're not just uh, shuffling you aside. Ring us in next week and we'll talk about uh, the cholesterol stuff, as you put it, that I spoke about today. We'll spend a bit of time together. Be happy to go over it with you. That'll be really good. Of course, next week after 12 o'clock, we will be back with Health Naturally. Thanks to our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. And, of course, the winner of our Stiff Sore and Sorry Pack this week is Dawn from Fern Bay. And, Dawn, you can pick up that pack from Dennis Stewart's rooms in New Lambton. Do remember that you can catch this program on podcast, you can get it through your phone, the wonderful new 2NURFM app, and uh, you can also catch it online on the computer where it's, it's there for you. 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.